I am Ewe, and welcome back to my All Ears to Listen podcast. And in this episode, I would like to talk about how colonialism and media shape modern masculinity. To introduce this episode with Maria Lugon's statement, as Eurocentered global capitalism was constituted through colonization, gender differentials were introduced where, where they were none. Or more generally, that the imposition of this gender system was as constitutive of the coloniality of power as the coloniality of power was constitutive of it. In other words, European colonization included the extension of the European gender system upon the cultures that were colonized. So I would like to divide four things of how men face in this post-colonial era. Poverty, family, work, and identity. They coexist and depend on each other because they have interrelation and connection. Modern masculinity is mainly worked and judged by the work and career men have and choose. Normally, it is considered that men who don't have work don't also have status in their lives and power. Therefore, to have work means to have influence as a man, as a father in the household, and a breadwinner since normally men play the roles to support their family financially. The story is of the impact of colonialism, of changes in the political economy, and in local gender roles. The result is that men lose their status, power, and self-esteem, and there is heightened gender antagonism. However, um, manliness was based on a father's and a husband's dignity, reflected in respect from juniors in his family, his wives, and most importantly, his own self-restraint. The male head of the household was his decision-maker and controller of its wealth. The place of the father is, um, of course, a key issue in meditations about a crisis of masculinity. Others have argued that absent fathers are but one of a number of issues which need to be taken into account in understanding modern masculinity. In terms of this view, no special status should be given to the father. And when it comes to gender fluidity, um, the history shows that gender fluidity was lost and silenced by colonialism. Colonialism is what has corrupted the mindsets of Indian folks that today people are being transphobic and homophobic. Um, so let's go back to the pre-colonialism era. It was um, very highly accepting of various sexualities like two-spirited people and gender identities like, like a body a man body but with feminine spirit stuff like that and but when colonialism started to happen a lot of people were died and murder so a lot of teachings and understandings of these people were lost um, because because of forced assimilation religious conversion all contributed to that idea that two-spirited individuals were bad people and they ended up going away so to give an example, in Myanmar, we call these kind of people Nagado. 
so they know how to read tarot cards they predict the future with cards and with preaching stuff and sometimes they wear a lot of makeup really white and they wear feminine clothes and they dance a lot and with the traditional fan and they dance a lot with a lot of music and instruments traditional instruments and also in Indonesia there were a community of third gender people we call them warrior so they are people who are assigned male at birth but identify as women their existence dates back to at least the early 19th century while warrior can also refer to transgender people in Indonesia in general however Waria can face widespread discrimination in Indonesia because we all know that Indonesia is the largest Muslim population in the world and so so many Waria they don't feel like they are being accepted practicing the faith in mosque so that they have to make their own places to worship so it's um the same with Nagador in Myanmar too and now when we check the gender stereotypes in kids tv show and movies so stereotype views start very early and can last a very long lifetime so um dr rebecca martin from south dakota state university she said that children are developing stereotypes by age 2 So by three or four, they have a lot and begin to start expressing them. So when we look at the representation on TV shows, and they specifically aimed at children, but they represent like boy characters outnumber girls by a ratio of roughly two to one. When we just look at the Smurf cartoon, and also the way they dress, the color they choose to wear, the hobbies and career they portray, just. It is very stereotypical. Like, it show that girls wear pink. Girls like pink. Boys, they like red. They like blue. It also occurred in Power Ranger movies. So, one of Common Sense Media's key findings was that children's media consistently reinforced the idea that traits and behaviors considered masculine are more highly valued. than stereotypically feminine ones and that boys who absorb media messages of masculine superiority are more likely to adopt stereotypically masculine behaviors so that the more tv preschoolers watch the more likely they are to believe that society considers boys to be better than girls better it just show it in tv shows and movies so how should we think about this so there are a few numbers that we can know from these movies so the first one is self-sufficiency so um they show that like men are expected to be entirely self-reliant they show figure things out on their own without help from other people and to be acting tough like you know they always have to show they are strong they shouldn't show their emotions at all especially they are feeling vulnerable and being afraid so and another one is physical attractiveness 
So the society we tend to shame men who take care of their own skin, who brush their hair, who likes to be wearing softly, and who likes clean, and who who likes to be neat and tidy. We kind of shame. And kind of like pointed it out, like, oh, you're not man enough. Men don't care these stuffs, stuff like that, and like rigid masculine gender roles. That, oh, you're man. Like you have to hammer the nails. You shouldn't paint the nails. Uh, you shouldn't be interested in cooking. You shouldn't be interested in sewing and crocheting because you're a man. You're supposed to drive the trucks. You're supposed to, um. <laughs> you know a lot of masculine activities like you shouldn't babysit you shouldn't make the coffee you you're supposed to uh, go out of the field hunt you know stuff like that and and a lot of um, heterosexuality and homophobia so there's a lot of thinking that they're still happening in in this 21st century that being gay or queer is not manly and men should avoid being gay or perceived as being gay stuff like that and another one is hypersexuality that man who said no to sex is just not man enough and because men are expected to be naturally sex driven and the sexual in- initiators yeah they the movies they show it a lot awfully a lot and the last one is aggression and control man should be willing to use violence to get respected and should have the final say about decisions and relationships it showed it a lot sometimes in books they, they promote it a lot sometimes um, a lot in series and uh, movies so the next topic that i'm going to talk about is related with the violence and man for the violence and men they um this is the consequence of both colonialism and media men tend to be more violent as this is their tough guys and a right way to be a man so this is this is not just a social issue this is also can be profoundly spiritual one one can see this most clearly in the circumcision ritual, Buddhist ritual, and also Islamic ritual. Um, in colonialism era, men are supposed to be tough to fight against the colonizers to protect their household and country and save their children. Therefore, the idea of being violent has become the right way to be a man, a strong man, so that their violence is an affirmation of their collective being and rejection of the modern and affirmation of their past yet and this is the key point that uh, the violence is not unrestrained it is not either good or bad men have power and the obligation to use it wisely this is how we have been taught so when we look at from the media one of the most problematic stereotypes is that men are expected to be a certain amount of aggressive because we allow we accept we except when men are being angry men use their violence as their solution or yeah it also shows in the media so when girls do that when women do that we see as like oh my god she is being really um 
not girl enough. She shouldn't do this. Like, one man do the same thing, we'd be like, oh, it's, it's okay because he's a man. Stuff like that. So, when violence or aggression is portrayed as typical male behavior, boys and girls alike will come to see it as acceptable, even expected. So that um, boys who feel really strongly defined by male stereotypes are up to seven times more likely to have been more violent and six times more likely to have sexually harassed someone than those who do not. Yes, it is what I researched and from the article that I've read. And boys are hurt by these stereotypes as well as with those who subscribe to male stereotypes being toys as likely to have had suicidal thoughts and also really more likely to engage in risky behaviors such as smoking or heavy drinking and doing um, a lot of um, dangerous things. Yeah, similarly a survey of over a thousand boys aged 10 to 19 found that a third felt society expected them to hide or suppress their feelings and almost half felt society expected them to be aggressive or violent when they are angry. Actually, I have a lot of topics on my mind that I want to talk about how gender and colonialism connection. Maybe I will talk more about it in next episodes because this episode that I just want to highlight about this violence in men and the modern masculinity. So, a man in the post-colonial world faced so many challenges, especially the poverty and violence. And post-colonial men used a variety of cultural resources to give their lives meaning and to shape their interaction with their social environment. So especially the indigenous knowledge offers ways of understanding life in terms that are not derived from the metropole or necessarily mediated by the cultural effects of globalization. However, globalization undoubtedly affects the post-colonial world. When the colonizers came to the countries that they want to colonize, uh, they came as the role of father. And because they see these indigenous group of people as mother roles because of the way we wear because the Asian people we are too nice and they see a submissive group of people but uh, in positive way they make their own words like they came as a happy marriage they will play a role as father and we are as mother you know, and then the next generation, the next generation will be like happy children. Anyway, um, a lot of languages and pronouns, and the usage of the interaction, it shows a lot that how pronouns and words and languages are really important to portray our role and position in the society. And how they treat us, how they see us, made man really difficult and also powerless. So that we had to fight our, to get our own independence or not, our teachings, our understandings, our traditions 
are going to lose so that um, yes I will talk more about this in next episodes so that now in this episode I just want to point it out that the best thing you can do as a parent or as a friend or as a person is to point out these stereotypes and counter stereotypes when you see them in real life and on TV and discuss examples of why these stereotypes are not true. These stereotypes are just exaggeration. They're just made up. Like um, men can cry because we are human. You don't need to be a certain type of person to be a human. You feel what you feel. We don't have to make fun of when a man is crying, knitting, cooking, taking care of a baby, cleaning, having skincare routine. Because just because you don't understand something doesn't make it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm just quoting uh, Joey Tribbiani from Friends because I like this line so much. And now I'm going to quote by Harry Styles. He said, I think... There's so much masculinity in being vulnerable and allowing yourself to be feminine. And I'm very comfortable with that. Yes, Harry, we love you so much. And I just want to end this episode. That knitting, crocheting, cooking, they are activity, okay? They don't have gender. Women can cook. Men can cook. If women can cook, that's okay because this is survival activity. Like, um, because this is survival skill and they don't have any gender. You don't have to make fun of a woman who cannot cook or who cannot clean because we are a woman, yes, and, and it's okay that a man cannot drive, a man cannot hammer. It's okay, this is survival skill and we don't have to point it out. And I just want to say that, that let's share positivity. Let's help each other, let's be kind. Everybody is going through something that we don't know and they don't like to share about. So be kind, kill them with kindness. Okay, so I'm just gonna end my episode right here. I hope you have a good day and if you're not, then I hope you feel better soon. Very, very soon. I'll see you in next episode. Bye!